Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine, fresh back from vacation. How are you doing, Larry? Oh, I don't know if I'm coming or going, Daryl, because I came back from vacation. I had one day in bed because I caught something nasty. And then I I turned around and I left at 3 o'clock Monday morning. I got home at 2 o'clock this morning. So I am dog dead tired, and you can tell I'm like froggy. Yeah, uh, you're good. You're a trooper and you can tell you can, everyone can just feel the dedication of the selling from the heart podcast today. Uh, and uh, we're, we're excited. We're actually, this is going to be a, a fantastic episode today. I think everyone's going to really resonate with the message. And by the way, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, you have joined a growing community, a tribe, a, a, a group of salespeople who are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, being real, doing the hard work, um, and selling from the heart. And certainly last week, boy, Larry, we have gotten a lot of interaction based on our conversation with Mike Garrison last week. Uh, I, I love Mike because just like I like challenging the status quo, I think Mike's really challenging the status quo when it comes to referrals and where do referrals sit in the sales process. And he's really debunking the myth as it comes to, Hey, you know, we got to think about those referrals at top of the sales funnel, not at the bottom when the ball's at the five yard line. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, if you didn't get a chance to hear, last episode of the Selling from the Heart podcast. In that episode, Mike Garrison of Garrison Sales Consulting shared his strategies to develop a predictable referral system. Imagine how amazing it would be to have a predictable sales referral system. But at the end of it, boy, he just punched us in the gut. He said, look, you know, you got, we all have to do a gut check in terms of if we want to receive referrals, what are you giving out? you know, what are you giving out as a sales rep? And so I hope everybody took that to heart. That was a tough question to ask, but a very important uh, question to ask for sure, because, um, you know, if you want to receive, we've got to give. And I think that is right at the heart of the Selling from the Heart podcast. So once again, thanks to Mike Garrison for coming on. Check him out. Um, And uh, this week, though, I think we're going to uh, journey down to Mexico to uh, your experience uh, with the tour guide to kind of set this up. I think this topic is going to be fantastic today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I wrote a blog post that that I just came out with on Sunday and it was really about self-reflection and, and, you know, for those who know me, you know me really well. I'm a workaholic, Daryl. So me taking nine days off was absolutely unprecedented. It was and, so good. And, I'm so proud and, of you. And, well, no, and you had to set it up because, you know, they have internet down there. So <laughs> I'm on Wi-Fi and my buddy Daryl happens to say LinkedIn's going to actually be cool for a while for one simple reason. Larry's not going to be posting anything. <laughs> so, you know, Daryl had to let everyone know I was on holiday, but... Yeah, I, I waited about a half a day and then the blast came. But what was, <laughs> but what was interesting, and, and I was sharing the story with Daryl, and, and I think um, 
I'll, I'll set the stage a little bit because as salespeople, you know, we, we always talk about we want to take really good care of our customers. Mm-hmm. And I've gone on, on uh, I'll call them rants, but they're really not rants. Is you know, what's the difference between a customer and a client? Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting is halfway through the holiday, you know, last week in Mexico, we took a tour to the capital. So I was in Manzanillo, which is in the state of Colima. And the capital of Kalima happens to be Kalama, which is totally hilarious. Kalama. <laughs> Kalama. <laughs> so all of us are, are riding, you know, in, in a tour guide. And actually, the Hispanic tour guide spoke perfect English. So it was good. We, there wasn't any Spanglish being spoken between us. We were trying to figure out who's saying what. And we kept passing these stands. And one stand after another was selling the exact same stuff. And it was sea salt, hot sauce, and fruit. So for those who've been to the backwoods of Mexico, that's how some of these people make a living. And what was really interesting about it is, so finally somebody says they're all selling the same thing. Mm-hmm. How do you know where to stop? And he goes, you're my clients. He goes, I know the best place to stop. So I want you to stop and think about this for a second. The driver said, you're my clients. He didn't say you're my customers. So that was in, I caught on that one really quick. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing he said is it's based on the experiences that I've had by going to each one of these stands. So each one of these stands, these people are selling the same thing, working for very little wages. But he goes, I'm taking you to the best place that provides the best experience for my clients. So I want you all to think about that. As sales professionals, what are we doing to provide the best client experience mm. when in some sales instances, you might be selling the same thing? And that was, yeah. that was interesting. Well, and, and so, uh, I mean, that is exactly the case that, that so many uh, of us, maybe virtually everybody on the listening to the podcast today faces is how do you differentiate yourself in a world um, it doesn't matter whether you're selling technology, you're selling financial services, you're selling uh, bricks, you're se- it doesn't matter what you're selling. The reality is just about everything on one level has become commoditized. And so as salespeople, we've got to differentiate ourselves from, from other people. And you can only do so much of that based on the product you sell and based on the company that you represent. As salespeople, it is critical for us to figure out how to differentiate ourselves, how to make ourselves unique and stand out in a better choice in a sea of, of salt blocks and a sea of, of hot sauce and mangoes, right? I mean, we've got to figure out a way to stand out. And one of the best ways to do that is by creating an experience. So the question we, we want to explore today is what could it look like for you to create a unique experience for your clients? Um, you know, what could it look like for you to be able to, to come up with something that, that a way that you approach your interaction with your clients before, during, and after the sales process that, make, that leaves an impression? Well, I think, and you bring up a good point, but I'll, I'll take it even, I'll take it a couple steps farther is one, I think, as a sales professional, you got to look back at yourself. How would I like to be treated when I'm out? Because when I'm out buying things, I want to be treated a certain way. So I'm going to gravitate to those, to those people that are going to treat me in that sales process the same way that hopefully I treat 
somebody in the sales process. And I think the other thing, and I learned this a long time ago in the sales world, is I went back to my clients. I even went back sometimes even into the sales process in competitive situations mm-hmm. and asked these people, what does good look like to you? And what does outstanding look like to you? Support from a sales rep. And I think that's important because, you know, there's so many misnomers. There's, there's so many negative connotations around that salesperson Mm -hmm. that if you just take a step back and say, you know what, let me just, let me just roll up the sleeves. Let me be genuine. Let me be authentic. Like our podcast that speak from the heart and just start having open conversations. What do you expect from a sales rep? What do you expect from a sales organization? What does good look like? What does great look like? And what does subpar look like? Mm-hmm. And then you package that all together and you go to market with it. I, I mean, that's what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's excellent. And I think you've got to look throughout the entire interaction and go, how can I, you know, how can I make the experience good? Now, obviously the foundational way is by building a relationship, right? Building a genuine, authentic um, relationship with, with the buyer. And, and granted, I know we talk to people that have, you know, a broad spectrum of personalities across the, you know, proverbial disc profile or whatever. And not everybody wants to snuggle up to you and see pictures of, of your kids um, or vacations. But, but there is, you know, there is an aspect to the client experience where it comes to, to actually looking for ways that are going to be relevant to your client, meaningful to your client to build relationship. Um, you know, that could be talking about your vacation. It could be talking about your kids. It could be talking about sports or it could be even, you know, if you're dealing with an analytical buyer, taking the extra time to share the data, to share the, the white paper, to share the, the information that's going to be important to them to really meet them where they are and look at and go, how can I build a relationship with this person? Um, see past the dollar signs and see the human beings that are involved in the buying process. And I, and I think it's tough. And, and I understand, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of pressure put on sales reps and I'll just drill it all. You know, we can come up with a plethora of why sales is where it's at. Right. Mm-hmm. But the bot, but the bottom line is I, I think sales reps have to look beyond the sale. And so often a salesperson is going to act one way during that sales process they get the deal and they go, ah, I got it. Right. It's that conquest, right? Yeah. You know, we refer to it as commission breath and things like that. And then they fail to realize that it doesn't stop there. And so many salespeople will stop at that point. They go, okay, sale over story over. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on to my next conquest. Well, right. to me, that's, that's when the experience from their perspective is going to start. Okay. Now I said yes to this person. I signed on the dotted line. Now let me see if this person holds up to what they said during the sales process. And that's what salespeople really need to focus in on. Right. Absolutely. Well, and follow through is certainly a part of the client experience. There's no question about that. Because Um, it goes, it it goes back to, I'm going to circle back to Garrison. You know what Garrison said about predictable referrals, right? If you want to get referrals as a sales rep, how much easier do you think it would be to get referrals if you built, continue to build that relationship after the sale and enhance that experience with somebody, as opposed to, you know, six months later, you walk in, Hey, how's it going, Daryl? How's everything going with everything? And you go, what? Right. I haven't seen you since when, and I didn't ask me for help. Right. Come on guys. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the next point is, is if we're going to give a good client experience, we can't sell and run. 
right? We can't, you know, I, I know we're all busy. I know we're all, you know, face a lot of pressures and deadlines and we can make the excuse not to block off time to go visit current clients. But if we're going to create um, a, 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 a differentiating experience, if we're going to develop relationships with those clients, we need to find reasons to go back in. Um, and not every one of those reasons needs to be, I'm here to sell you more stuff today. No, and, and, it's, and it's interesting that you said that because I was out with a sales team yesterday and I shared a story and I'll, I just want to give a plug to an organization called Johnny and Friends. But it was a long time ago. They, they were a long-standing client of mine mm-hmm. as, a, as a sales rep before I got out of you know, that role. And what was interesting is I learned how to lead with a heart by supporting Johnny and friends. And it's a Christian ministry, and they, and they do wheelchairs, and they do a lot of other things. It's a phenomenal organization. You guys would look up at johnnyandfriends.org. But what's interesting about that is I developed a really good relationship with the CFO and the CIO. Mm-hmm. And after I wrote my blog post, I told you the story, Daryl. I wrote a blog post about four months ago about how sales reps should lead with the heart, how they should have servant-led sales leadership. Right. And I took the CIO to lunch and I talked to him about the blog post because he had commented on it. He goes, you know what I respected about you, Larry, is he goes, every time that you came in here, you weren't trying to sell me something. Right. You were building a relationship and I watched what you did as you walked around and touched people and said, thank you. And how's things going and things like that. But when the time came for you to sell me something, I expected it and I didn't look negative upon you. Right. And that's the big key of sales reps is what are you doing to enhance that client relationship as opposed to, are you just walking in because you want to sell them something? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. Here comes the shark in a suit. Oh, great. Larry's back, right? Um, As opposed to, hey, Larry's here. This guy adds value. And so there's a couple of ways you can do that. One is, you know, it depends on um, how you sell and and what what environment you sell into. I mean, there are, are ways to drop in right? And check on people and make sure they're doing well. Um, that could be in, in person. If you sell um, online uh, over the phone, it could be a, a digital drop-in, check in on somebody. Um, you could go old school and actually mail them something or, or send them a thank you or, or some, find a, way, a point of connection. But the other way to do it is, is to be a little bit more, um, more intentional. And this is part of the customer experience that that I know you delivered and uh, and I deliver in in the organizations I'm involved in is we do a quarterly quarterly review and we sit down every quarter and we you know we review the business goals what's changed at your business what's going on um, what are you guys aiming at where are your challenges and we you know we pull out the old Stephen Covey we seek first to understand and then to be understood and you know many of those quarterly business reviews that that you go on are just going to be, you know, 30 minutes in and out. Everyone shakes hands, everyone smiles. Um, but some of them are, are going to be profoundly uh, wonderful sales opportunities, uh, which is cool. But you don't get to the profoundly wonderful sales opportunity until you develop a cadence of service. And, uh, you know, and that can be part of your experience as a differentiator to be able to, to tell your clients, you know, when you work with, with me, one of the things that you get is you know, on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a whatever cadence um, basis, we're going to sit down and we're going to um, take a look at the results. 
and we're going to uh, talk about your business and what's changing at your business so that we can make, make sure that what we're delivering is squarely aligned with where you're going. And those are, the, those are the things we can do as a sales rep, whether or not your company, quote unquote, mandates that or even has that as a program. These are the types of things that as sales reps, sales professionals who are committed to selling from the heart, we can say, you know what? I am committed to serve. I'm passionate. Uh, as, as our guest Dale Dupree said several episodes back, I'm aching to serve. So how can I ensure that I'm serving this organization? And that creates an experience that is an absolute differentiator in terms of when you're selling and when you go to renew that client. Big no, and, and, you, and you bring up an, an amazing point is if sales reps can learn how to sell the experience during the sales process, they have set themselves apart instantaneously, Daryl, because Bingo. so many people don't focus on that. And they say, you know, they may talk about how great the company is. They may talk about how great the product is. And I'm keeping it simple for, yeah. you know, yeah. Podcast. But if sales people could really understand how to leverage the sales selling of the experience, and then at that certain point in time, they pull that experience section out and they go, right. let me show you what you can expect to get from me. Here's a, here's a list of 10 of my clients. You can choose any one of them. Just point your finger at it. I'll give you the name of the person that I talked to. I'll give you five people in that organization who know me. And they can share with you the experience that they've received. And I can guarantee you, I'll know what they'll tell you. And when a sales rep can say that with conviction, what do you think happens nine times out of the 10 in the buyer's mind? It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And, and this is where, you know, we can all kind of sit here and kind of bemoan the buyer 2.0 thing and the frustration that so many deals we walk into, the buyer is self-educated. Um, and, and they've actually, you know, gone way down the buying journey way past you know, They may have even made some wrong turns and it's frustrating and all of that. But at the end of the day, the reality is today's buyers are educated on what they're, on what we're selling. And they're educated enough to know that there's not a whole lot of differences between what you're selling and the competitors. So, uh, you know, let's just be honest about this. In most cases, there's not a lot of difference. So what can we bring to the table as sales professionals? experience. We can bring together a client experience that sets us apart. And you bring up, a, I just thought about this as, you know, the buyer's educated because obviously there's Google, there's the internet, there's a plethora of information that they can educate themselves on, right? Mm-hmm. But I want, I want the listeners to hear this one. They can't Google experience. They can't Google a client experience. Right. right? And they, the ball's not crossed the 50 yard line before they talk to a sales rep about experience. Well, and, so, and, yeah, so it's new, it's new, right? That. It's, it's yeah. how, how am I going to deliver? And by the way, by, by beginning to talk about experience, you'll actually pop, maybe gain the credibility to go back and undo some of the bad research they did along the way and really help them out. Uh, but, you know, I, I would take, I'd, t- I'd, I'd disagree with you a little bit in that they can't Google experience because the reality is, they are Googling experience. They're looking at reps online before they talk to them. And I mean, credible research in 2015, so this is now ancient data, showed that 55% of buyers admitted, admitted to vetting out a sales rep or vendor based on what they did or more, more importantly, did not find online. So people are Googling you. People are going, 
who is this guy, you know, worth his salt, uh, to bring back our analogy from earlier today, or is he just another shark in a suit, you know, and, and is this rep? And, and so as you think about your digital profile as a sales rep, you know, a lot of times we, we, uh, you know, I know you challenge people in their digital profile to write a compelling headline and to write a summary. And a lot of that summary is around the business problems that, that, that you solve, which is great. But as you think of that summary and as you think down even into your work experience, you've got all kinds of opportunities on your digital profile, on LinkedIn, on your other social profiles to be able to say, this is what you can expect when you work with me, right? This is what my clients can expect. Uh, and, and this is what I'll do. And, you know, this is, you can expect that will review your business on a quarterly basis and we'll be looking for ways. You can expect that I will uh, stop by and check in on you. You can expect that I'm going to answer my phone. You know, all of these things about the, the client experience um, are things that should be a part of your digital profile because vi- buyers flat out, hands down, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you believe in LinkedIn or not, or whether you think social is some fad for 23-year-old college graduates uh, and nobody else, it doesn't matter. The reality is buyers are vetting sales reps online. Why? Well, because they don't want to have a bad experience. Well, you know, and, and, and your truth, I mean, you got me on that one. But um, what's interesting is, if you just take the average sales rep, the average sales reps out there buying stuff as well, right? Right. So we're going to take our sales hat off. So the minute a sales rep takes their sales hat off, they're in buyer's mode and they're doing the exact same thing to somebody else that's happening to them, but they can't understand in the sales role why it's happening to them. So I got to add another thing to this experience as we think about this today. And um, I hope everyone's having a great time. And by the way, thank you so much to our, our listeners. Uh, Everybody's been sharing this. It's been phenomenal, the feedback we've been getting. And the, the number of listeners listening to this podcast is, is just blown both me and Larry away. We're, we're tremendously honored that you share uh, your drive time with us. And, and for those of you who are even listening in sales meetings, uh, we're tremendously honored that you're sharing your time with us. But, you know, there's, there's another aspect of the experience and, and this is going to get, you know, down to the, the heart. Um, and this you can't fake. And that is, you've got to give a rip. Yeah. You really got to give a rip. It's part of the experience. And let me tell you, people can tell, people can tell if you give a rip or if you don't, they really can. We've joked about commission breath. Um, you know, but, but this is, this is, gut level honest and very, very serious is you've got to give a rip about your buyer, about their life, their success um, in their organization and their, their business. And there is um, an emotional, um, there is a empathetic aspect to this. that's really critical. And I think one of the things that, that we don't do often enough, at least I, you know, I'll say for myself is, you know, I, I don't often, I don't put myself in the buyer's chair often enough because if you think about it, you know, if you're in a business, let's say you're, you just go outside the mom and pop business where you're talking to a business owner, let's, let's say a larger account where you're talking to, uh, you know, somebody that's a manager in that organization and responsible for something. Here's the deal. If they make a bad decision, what's the ultimate consequence of that? Exactly. 
they could lose their job or they could like take a backward step in their career. And so, you know, we take it kind of flippantly sometimes when we go in and we're, you know, recommending technology, recommending changes, recommending um, financial packages or whatever, whatever you're selling. Sometimes we, we, we look at it from a very um, analytical business. Hey, this makes sense type thing. But you got to know on the other side of that seat is somebody sitting there who has a family who has kids, maybe their kids are going to college, um, who is sitting here going, you know what, if I make a bad business decision here, I could lose my job or this could really hurt me. And, and I think that as sales reps, if we're going to sell from the heart, we've got to put ourselves in the seat across the table and, and really understand and empathize with the impact of the decision, not just on the organization that we're selling to, but on the individual that we're selling to. Yeah, you know, and, and that is so spot on because I remember, this was probably eight or nine years ago, I read a book called Slow Down, Sell Faster by Kevin Davis. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of that book was about building relationships. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of people out there who talk relationship, no relationship, and I really don't want to go there because I have my own beliefs and I'll stick to them as we all have our own beliefs. But what really stood out, and I look at this today, and I even talked about it yesterday when I was with the sales team, is guys, if you don't spend enough time to build quality relationships with people, how can you sell them something? And, they'll, and they start mm. smelling that. They do. And quite often is no relationship, no sale, and we can't force these sales upon people because we're not building relationships. And you, know, you, you just nailed it because to me, it's all about you know, we all have a family, they have families and everyone wants to make a good business decision it has to be win-win. It can't be win-lose. Nope. Absolutely. Well, this has been, what a great discussion today. It all started from you driving by all these guys selling salt. And aren't you glad you don't have to sell salt for a living? And by the way, if we have any salt salespeople on the phone or on the, on the call today, we, uh, we, on the podcast, we apologize. Uh, but seriously, this is, this is a great discussion. And so, as we do every episode, we want to leave you with a challenge. And, um, you know, I, the challenge we want to leave you with today is, is to put yourself on the other side of the table. What's it like to be your client? You know, put aside your company. You can't control a lot of things about your company or your product and all of that. That's, you know, that's, that, you can't really control that. You might complain about it. You might influence it. But what you can control is your uh, the, your, the experience that you provide as a sales rep to your clients. So what would it be like to do business with you? That's the question we want to ask. And, and I challenge everybody to maybe even sit down with a, you know, piece of paper and, and a cup of coffee or a cold drink of your choice um, on a sunny afternoon this weekend or in the evening and just really go, man, what would it be like to do business with me? Um, and I'm going to do that. I, it kind of makes you pucker up a little bit to think about, but it's a good, raw, honest question to ask. So thank you everybody for joining us this week. Uh, welcome back, Larry, to the real world. No more beaches and uh, umbrella drinks for you. It's time to go back to work. It's back and, to the uh, real world. Yes, there you go. Uh, and uh, make sure to uh, set this on iTunes to automatically download or Google uh, Play if you are of that flavor to automatically download every week so you don't miss an episode. Please share it with your friends and your peers. And most of all, keep it real, be genuine. 
be authentic, do the hard work, ask the hard questions, and sell from the heart.